Lisa Herrera, we are at the very, very tail end of 2020. Last week, we talked a look back at 2020, which let's never look back again. <laughs> this year. You um, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I never want to look back. Uh, hindsight is not 2020 for 2020 or something like that. But, but uh, with the flip of the calendar uh, at the end of this week, like we can look ahead to 2021. And we always like talking to you and the folks at BDSA, like, what are you looking at? What are you expecting? What are you projecting? What's what? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, uh, cannot wait to, to turn the page here and looking forward to a fabulous year in 2020. We see lots of sunlight and lots of bright um, brightness ahead uh, for the cannabis industry in general, hopefully for, for all of us, but, but certainly for the cannabis industry, you know, really seeing a lot of movement in terms of uh, the financial situations for companies, um, a lot of interest in the capital markets, a lot of product innovation, uh, just really a lot of things that point to, um, point to an exciting year for 2021. Yeah. Legalization opportunities for the US, uh, yeah, lots, lots to be excited about. Yeah, and if we, we, I mean, just from a sort of policy or political perspective, well, <laughs> yay, but also, um, but, but from a, you know, the states coming online perspective, like we had five elections in November, you know, as we turn the calendar, we will, I think we'll start to see and start to project what states are next, either, you know, legislatively or electorally and, and sort of start to plot. And, and we've talked about a lot when each state, new state comes on, what it means for that state, even, you know, states like Arizona and New Jersey and New York and, and the states that are, you know, just huge in terms of consumer demand and what that means for the industry overall. But what, what about from a consumer level? Like, what are you expecting? We talked about last week, sort of new products, certainly on the Canadian front that have rolled out and, and been successful. Like, are you looking them to continue to grow the categories to grow to consumers to become more sort of engaged in what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. From a consumer standpoint, and I think this is especially important for the Canadian market, although important for the U.S. as well. Uh, we expect to see one of the big trends for 2021 being uh, better sophistication and more attention paid on um, you know, consumer segmentation and segmenting out those messages. Uh, you know, we're, we're long beyond um, having to spell the stereotype of a cannabis consumer as being your 26 year old male stoner. You know, luckily we're, we're pretty far beyond that, but I think there's still a lot of room to, uh, to further segment out consumers and think beyond, of course, just your, your demographics, you know, your age, gender, um, et cetera, et cetera, although there, there's always an aspect there. But thinking more about the need state and the motivations of consumers, why they're consuming, uh, what their expectations are out of the experience, what their motivations and attitudes and, and beliefs are. Um, you know, I think a few weeks ago, Jay, we were talking about some of the consumer segmentation that BDSA has done um, and thinking about those consumers differently. And I think we're gonna see a lot more of that. Um, in Canada in particular, and I think we're going to start to move beyond this idea of uh, the value price consumer being the, the kind of end all be all. Um, and hopefully that'll help um, alleviate, alleviate some of the price pressure that we're seeing. Um, you know, even in, in our consumer research in 2020, uh, which we're actually looking forward to releasing our next wave in early 2021. Um, but even our 2020 research showed that with Canadian consumers, both those that prefer inhalables and those that prefer ingestibles, their number one motivation for purchase uh, was actually not price. Uh, that was actually number three for both. 
Uh, so for inhalables, um, high THC, probably not a surprise, uh, did come up um, as number one, taste or flavor number two, um, and then price number three. For ingestibles, it was taste flavor number one, not surprising. Uh, and is a brand I've used before actually came up as a very close second, uh, which speaks to, to the, uh, the other consumer behavior that we're gonna continue to see, which is as more and more brands and products hit the shelves, uh, you know, consumers starting to be more discerning about what they're looking for out of an experience from the products um, and being able to have more choices uh, and not being so um, choice constrained by things like lack of selection, uh, lack of product opportunities is really going to allow the consumer preference start to emerge um, in terms of sales patterns. It'll be really interesting to watch that as we look at 2021. Yeah, that is that is exciting because it because I think it, it I think it, it in almost everything we've talked about over the past sort of three or four months it is this maturation of a sector all across the supply chain but also the consumers as well and how does that marry up with the products being offered and the companies offering them and the places selling them and how they get it like I think all of those things are sort of a maturation both of the consumer but also the industry providing to that consumer and I want to ask a question um, sort of size of size of uh, sector certainly on the Canadian landscape and obviously the US is going to grow as well but like when we see you know when we talk next December we hope I think in Ontario we will be looking at a, I mean it's impossible to say like a thousand new stores which like is mind-boggling considering we have 300 now and half of them are in my neighborhood but like a thousand new stores like changes the sector dramatically in Canada but also we're going to learn so much more about what consumers want where they want to buy it the types of stores, like that's a sort of retail level, but we're also going to just sell a lot more products. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the BDSA forecast for 2021 for Canada um, is nearly 5 billion in Canadian dollars. So, you know, we are anticipating significant growth uh, for next year. And then of course, looking at kind of longer term picture, our 2025 forecast, which I know we've mentioned many, many times throughout the year, um, about 6 billion US, you know, over 8 billion um, Canadian. So really are expecting to see that growth explode and, and, and not to discount the, the Western provinces as well. We'll certainly see the steepest growth coming out of Ontario just due to that increased retail footprint. Uh, but through the second half of 2020, we continue to see, uh, you know, really solid uh, month over month growth within Alberta, BC, um, you know, those Western provinces and expect to see that continue um, and, and expect to see some healthy sales there. You know, yeah. the other from a product standpoint, the other thing that we're really excited about, and we've been obviously watching this within the U.S. market um, as it's structured a little bit differently um, today mm -hmm. in that hemp based products, you know, can be sold through general retail in the U.S. Um, certainly, of course, not quite yet <laughs> in Canada, um, but the impact of CBD is really, really interesting. And last week, actually, you asked me about something that might have surprised me mm -hmm. in the market. And I didn't bring up CBD. And I wish I had because CBD has been uh, not necessarily a surprise, but seeing how, how well penetrated CBD products are within the product mix up in Canada already um, has really been eye opening, you know, almost 50%, about four, I think it's about 45% of drinks in Alberta and BC sold right now uh, are CBD, um, you know, CBD containing. 
So yeah. that's that's a pretty big number, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, almost half of the products. And when you look at the top five best-selling beverages in both C uh, Alberta and BC, you know, it's top three of those five are going to have CBD included. Two of the five in BC are going to have CBD included. So um, clearly seeing something there and that demand for um, either blended products, um, you know, one-to-one -one or ratioed products, or even complete CBD um, non-psychoactive products. And yeah. that gets us to our other really big prediction for 2021, which is the rise of these, um, what we call secondary cannabinoids. So CBG, CBN, THCA, THCN, you know, really looking for these, these additional cannabinoids to start. In the US, we're predicting those are gonna reach about 5% of edible sales. Wow. Um, in 2021. So not an insignificant number. And we definitely will, uh, will anticipate seeing that start to move in Canada as well. Yeah, that's fascinating, for sure. Because, uh, you know, it, it is, it's just, it is right now just so different between Canada and the US, you know, general sales in the US, it's like, you can buy it in a gas station, right, or a convenience store. Here, you have to go into the one of very few cannabis retail stores, um, and buy it. And, and once, once that isn't the case, I think we'll see a lot more, whether it's, you know, at Whole Foods or the grocery store, or the convenience store. Um, yeah, absolutely. Start... I mean, in the U.S. even, um, you know, there's still some limits to distribution and some limits just based on still lingering, you know, need the FDA to come on board. Uh, but we do predict in the U.S. for the beverage category in particular, uh, by 2025, 75% seven, of CBD beverages being sold through general retail in the U.S., uh, so you think about what that means for Canada and, and probably something similar. Um, yeah. And if Canada has followed the trends that it has so far, which is accelerating some of these growth trends and some of these uh, some of these things that we've seen happen play out in the U.S. over the years, um, then we could expect that to happen probably relatively quickly once that shift is made. Yeah, and imagine, I mean, I'm just like projecting ahead. Imagine if those CBD beverages that could be available at some point in regular or general retail in Canada if those didn't have to be produced in like a cannabis facility, it's just, it just booms, right? It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting to think about. That's so exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. Yeah. It see, 2021 is going to be great just because 2020 was so shitty. The bar is set fairly low. Um, but Liz, I want to thank you for a year's worth of just great deep insights uh, that are making me smarter. And I think a lot of people who watch Business of Cannabis smarter on a regular basis every Wednesday. And so thank you. Happy New Year. And we'll connect with you in 2021. Thank you so much, Jay. Great.